Welcome to Asked and Answered, the podcast series that answers all your mission-related questions. And with me in the studio today are Ron and Karis Pierce. Good to be with you again, Joy. Yes, welcome back. Okay, so the question I have for you today is all about water baptisms. Mm-hmm. I know that they're happening around the world in these spiritual hotspots from the reports that we get back from our partners. But what do they look like, and are they different? Are there challenges surrounding them? And depending on the country that they're happening in, is there is there different circumstances around it? It's, it's pretty well the same as we have over here in the West. Um, water baptisms— the only difference is, is that we've got clean little pools and churches usually mm-hmm. at the front that get used once every six months. Whereas over there, they've got a river, a pond, a ditch, um, something of that nature that they will use because they don't really have the pristine um, situation that we do over here. Well, especially so, if we're talking about tribe, like the, the yeah, smaller villages. Exactly. Right? Now, in the cities, if they have a church building that's made of concrete and things like that, yeah, they would um, They would probably have a baptismal tank like we do. But over there, no. And remember that there's not really a schedule as such in most places for doing baptisms. So we schedule a baptism coming up in a church, you know, every three, four, five, six months or like that. Right. And you'd have a group. They do it whenever they can, depending upon the circumstances. So that means that um, they could have 30 people accepting the Lord and therefore they do one. Tomorrow, they'll have some more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they have 80 after a mini crusade in India and they'll do um, 80 all of a sudden. In Just a, in one day. In one day okay. at one time. And then... Oh, there were five people left left out. Serbia one time, um, I remember they had um, a baptismal, and then so many people accepted the Lord at the baptismal <laughs> that they had to schedule another one the next week to do that one. And they did that in a—what was it, Care A kid's— It's a blow-up kid's pool. They so. baptized in a blow-up kid's, kid's pool? pool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And we've got pictures of that same group in Serbia that they— they went to this very, very poor house, but the people wanted to be baptized. So they took a cooking sheet yeah, of sorts. it was small. I was <laughs> amazed they could fit in it. I know. So, okay, I'm going to give some dimensions here. Probably about two and a half feet long by maybe two feet wide, and it was metal, and the walls were maybe five inches high. Wait, That's so really right. like a cooking sheet. Yeah, cooking it really sheet. was. Yeah. And they sat in it? Yeah, yeah. they were all <laughs> crunched up in a ball. And That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and they, they, they just crunched up, and then they poured, I think sometimes they laid the person back flat <laughs> and then splashed water over them. Um, they make do. That's oh, yeah, quite they the make picture, do. Right? So we've got a variety of situations whereby they, they make do, but also— it's it, it's not it, it's not the form as much as the intent. When I say that, um, somebody can criticize and say, "Well, they should be fully baptized or fully water dunked." Mm. In other submerged. words, submerged, submerged, right. like not a, not a fingertip showing. <laughs> all right, um, held down. <laughs> yeah, for for a good long time, <laughs> and therefore they say that's the proper way. Well. In some situations, you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that one story that we recorded, Joy, whereby they had a baptismal. They had to dodge the police, mm-hmm. and they went down a river, found a quiet area at night, did it. Yeah. I know of one um, pastor was telling me there was a waterfall in Vietnam, and they couldn't find a safer place to do it. So they took the people and literally put them 
under the waterfall <laughs> and baptize them that way. Wow. And so I'm trying to say that yeah. it, it, it all depends on these circumstances around. But to them, water baptism is very, very important. Um, if you go to some countries, um, that there are stages of a person's commitment to the Lord. For instance, let's do India, okay? Mm-hmm. So in India, um, you've got um, a billion gods in Hinduism. But say somebody in India from Hindu background accepts Jesus at a meeting. And therefore, they will, at the very beginning, put a picture of Jesus up on the wall with the other gods in their house. Mm-hmm. So I've walked into a house there, and they probably had 15, 20 images of their gods and there's a picture of Jesus there, the traditional one, you know. The nice long head, flowing hair. Nice, yeah. Long flowing hair, blue eyes, right. you know, and the nice stuff like that. <laughs> and so that was that. You go back later, and they've taken a further step. They've learned more. They realize there are no other gods. Mm. It's just Jesus. And therefore, they've taken down all the other pictures except Jesus. Okay, this is good. <laughs> and then you go a little bit further in their growth. And they say, I want to be water baptized. Now, to most people in these other religions, water baptism is the significant sign of conversion. Mm. So in Hinduism, they'll let you worship Jesus as another god. That's not the issue. So when you take down these other gods and have Jesus as the only one, and then you have a public spectacle of dedicating yourself to this God in a ceremony of water baptism. That's the point of Mm. no return, shall we say, in their view. Um, I remember in uh, one country, Ethiopia, um, they had a a bathtub, and they were baptizing people in a bathtub. And uh, it it was uh, really something because um, they would bring the people in, and many of these people— used to worship demons, and therefore they were possessed, literally. And they would have demonic manifestations up until the point when they were water baptized. And I heard this, and and this this story I don't tell all that much, but I might as well today because I'm into it now anyway. (laughs) um, But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there asking the leaders and some of the fellows who were involved with this, I said, now, why is this so significant that you do this in this way at such time? And he says, because it appears, it appears, there's nothing in Scripture on this, so this is an appearance mm-hmm. thing. It appears that in heaven, water baptism is so or in, not in heaven, uh, in hell. Uh, <laughs> in hell, it appears that water baptism is so significant an action that they realize that this is their last stand. Wow. And this is the public commitment. So they have manifestations up. But he said, now I'm just telling you what he said. We've never had a manifestation after the person is water baptized. Hmm. Now, some people can argue with me on this. I'm just reporting right. what it is because I'm trying to get the point across this point that it is very significant in the lives of believers it appears to be very significant from a satanic point of view mm. as far as ownership is concerned. I know the Bible talks about Matthew 28, go into all the world and baptize. Okay, mm-hmm. that is a major thing. And Jesus was baptized in water. I know John the Baptist's situation. And then you can see that this was really, really big. Mm-hmm. That has transferred itself to the national churches around the world where to them, this is the sign. 
and therefore they find every opportunity to do it. Um, a, a funny one, sort of, um, uh, in China, in the prisons of China. Oh, I remember I remember this one so well. I'm sitting with this guy who just got out of prison. He'd started a church in prison. And I said, so um, how many churches uh, have you started? He says, in prison? And I said, <laughs> no, how many churches have you started? Well, outside, I don't know, 30, 40, 50. I forget the number right, right. now. I'd have to look it up. But he said something like, but I've started about four churches or five churches in prison. And I said, four or five? He says, well, yeah. He says, every time I go to prison, I start a church. And I think I would consider the last time I was in prison and I did start a church. But I got released quickly before I could get it very <laughs> so he's strongly. Not sure. <laughs> so he's not really sure if that one stuck. But, right. um, but here he is. And I said, so uh, what do you, what's it look like in prison for a church? Well, we snuck in a Bible, we hid it, we passed it around, we chopped it up, basically taking books out so that everybody, if they got one part of it, they wouldn't get the other. Right. Uh, they would have a Bible school in one, he said, in one uh, um, prison church. He said, we started a Bible school there to train the pastors. They had nothing else to do after they got off work. So we made it into a Bible school seminary. <laughs> and I said, so, okay, this is all good, but did you do water baptisms? Oh, yeah, all the time. I said, how? In the showers. Wow. He says, we'd go into the showers, and we made sure the guards weren't around. All the prisoners would get around. The guys would be fully clothed and standing there, and they would pull, and he, you know the chain, yes. sort of like where you pull a chain down, the water comes down. Uh, he says, we'd pull the chain down, and I'd baptize them in the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and there they go. And they would just be covered because they didn't have a tub. They didn't have right. anything else. So this is how in the world, the national church, Baptism is very, very significant. Mm -hmm. I know it's significant in the spiritual realm. And I would put it to you this way. I think over here in the West, right. we are losing the significance. I was going to ask you that. Like baptism. it seems kind of, not to use a pun, but a bit watered down in. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, we're, not, we're looking at more as not as vital. Mm -hmm. But. I'm international enough that I see the benefit of it overseas, that public confession. If you believe in your heart, mm -hmm. confess with your mouth. And part of that confessing is being proud to carry the name of Jesus, the allegiance. I give, I give my allegiance to Jesus. should be done publicly. No right. better time to do it than that. I, I still remember and care. remember back in the old days when we were in, in Sarnia, Ontario, and we were doing the church there. Mm -hmm. We didn't have uh, a lot of money in the church. And uh, we all we had money for was a uh, horse trough, um, <laughs> a water a water tank horse trough. Put it in the kitchen, rolled up. Everybody, we had turn around the chairs in the church and face the back because right. the kitchen was attached to this sanctuary sort of thing. <laughs> and they rolled up this fire metal fire window that separated the thing. And it was a perfect little stage there and everybody. And we would do, oh, 8 to 12 to 15 per month water wow. baptisms. And in so, a horse trough. In a horse trough. Right, nice. Yeah, we, we heated the water. Was you did. Really, yeah, we took <laughs> you the hose right out, yeah, kind, right out of the hot water heater. We just nice. you know, did that, so it was good. And um, we did a lot of people that way. Um, and so here they are being baptized at every baptismal service. Everyone, we had somebody in the audience, friends, families, visitors, whoever it was that weren't Christians. At every one of those, we had a person accept Christ. Hmm. And I think that drove home to me the idea that the best witnessing that you can do, 
The best example is when a person gives their testimony and they want to make it public because they're proud of carrying the name of Christ. And there's something about when an unbeliever hears this, the testimony sees the action is sort of encompassed by this, that all of a sudden they really start to listen with their ears and they do make a commitment. So we would have more people accept the Lord, then we move on to the next baptism mm -hmm. and the next one and the next one. So once you get the ball rolling, it really rolls nice. But it's all upon the idea, I'm proud of Jesus. Well, and I never really, I feel like I should have thought of this, but when you mentioned how it's really um, about the spiritual realm and the last stand against the enemy yep. and taking that stand, and it's a spiritual battle, really, that's a, a powerful image. And that would certainly strengthen the idea of why water baptism is so important and such a message to unbelievers. Exactly. Yeah. But the problem over here now is we want to make it easier for a person who is an unbeliever to come in and follow Jesus. So therefore, there's a movement out there within evangelical Christianity to take off the edges and make it a more comfortable, soft and fuzzy relationship. Mm. Sometimes you can't do that. Right. It's got to be in your face. And I think that is one of the biggest things right now that we need to stress in the fact that the Bible is the Word of God. This is the authoritative. There's no question about that. Mm -hmm. Second of all, you've got to be public with this. You can't hide it in your heart and just hide the fact that you're a Christian. You've right. got, you got to come out. Water baptism, that's what it's all about. And I can go on to say communion is really important mm -hmm. to remember. And all these things really are anchors within our faith. And you can't get rid of them. Because the society, you want to make it easier for people in society to follow Jesus. No, there's a line you cross and you pay a price. And Jesus said, there's a cost. Are you willing to pay the cost? I was just going to say about the cost there. You tell a story about a lady that in India who was crying before she was baptized and after because she knew she was going home and going to get beaten by her husband, but she still wanted to get baptized. Wow. There was a cost to it. Did I tell that story? I think we have it somewhere. On, let, let, on for those podcast. people that yeah. are listening right now, let me just quick, mm -hmm. because care, that's a perfect one. I forgot about that. Um, I was in India, very, very poor area. Um, it was a church that was filled. They were having a water baptism afterwards. So we walked across the road into a field to an area where they would, I think, do some sort of irrigation. But it was a concrete sort of cistern that was about five feet by five feet. And in depth, I'm going to say that when the water that day was up to my chest. Mm -hmm. All right. So I climbed in this thing. And this, oh, by the way. Is this the one with snakes in yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where I'm getting yeah. to. So this was basically the home of the King Cobra. Yeah. And I got changed to go in and do the water baptism. I, I'd never do this. Because you don't normally baptize never, overseas. Never, right? never. I don't want it to be like the celebrity, Western right. celebrity coming in. They forced me literally <laughs> okay. to do this. So um, so I got get changed. And I still remember the snakes in the wall. And I'm getting changed and I could see snakes in, these, in this house, in the wall, and the biggest rat under the bed that you've ever seen in your life. It was wanting to life. eat the rat. I guess so, because I wasn't going to stick around and see who won. <laughs> Wait, but I when you say the there. snake was in the wall. Like it, was it was in the wall. It was, it was tangling in the terrifying. wall. So I got changed really fast, got out of there, and uh, went and did the water baptism. But here I am in the tank, and I'm waiting for about, uh, I don't know, about 10 people, 10, 12 people. And 
all of a sudden I'm standing there and it's mud at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Like I thought, oh no. And I didn't have any shoes on. And here I am in this mud and everything. Something slithered between my toes, and I'm thinking, "Oh Jesus, please save me!" Uh, I'm like this is this was really scary. You're very dedicated. For me. I would have been out of the tank well, immediately. I, I think it was a fast baptism. Well, no, you didn't linger on the words. On, honestly, I was afraid to move because I thought if I move, it might bite. So I'm just going to stand here, and so. We went out, and this Karis, you were talking about, all these people are coming in, and um, the ladies uh, all had their saris on, et cetera, like that, fully clothed, like, I mean, really, uh, you know, like there were layers. three layers yeah. uh, of clothes there. So they are in there, et cetera, and I'm carefully, I think I pushed, uh, I think their way was that you pu- don't go backwards, you know, how you hold the yeah. nose and you let them down backwards and up in the water. These were people where you put your hand on their head and push them under the water and they popped up right. again like a cork. And <laughs> and so I think that's what we did that day. Well, this one lady comes in and her husband was the head of the anti-Christian movement oh, that wow. was meeting. I could see it from the tank that was meeting a quarter of the mile down the road. And they were um, they were uh, so pro-Hindu. And so nationalistic that they were vicious towards Mm. Christians. And this lady comes in and she gets in the tank. She's sobbing. And so I leaned over to the leader and I said, is this okay? Should I do this? I don't understand. He says, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) So I did. And she's sobbing the whole time. And she gave her testimony. I don't know what it was. It was in Hindi. And I um, didn't understand. Um, I baptized her. Everybody got out. The ladies took the woman when she got out. Had They had blanket towel sorts of things. They wrapped her in it. They walked her away, about three or four of the ladies. And I got out, etc. And so we were walking back. I didn't get bit, by the way. And <laughs> um, walking. I know, me too. And, <laughs> and we're walking back in the field. And this, this parade of these guys, all dressed in uniforms, were coming down the road toward the church. And the, the brother said to me, he says, I think it's about time you left. And so we rushed over, wow. got in the car. On the way, sort of fast walking to slow running, mm-hmm. um, I asked him about the lady. And he said, well, that lady is the wife of the leader of that group that's coming at you right now. And uh, he said, um, um, that lady tonight will be taking the beating of her life for mm-hmm. being water baptized. But she was willing to pay the price and the cost because she is a firm believer in Jesus. And I, I got oh in the car goodness. and I thought, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's as real as it gets. Yeah. But that is water baptism. That's that's the significance of it. Right. So. Um, my final question to go along with this is, in I, I assume in various different countries, say the communists or Hindi. So in India, I imagine it's dangerous a lot of times to do the baptisms. That's a religious issue, yes. Right. In fact, in many states, if not all now, it's against the law. Okay, against okay. the law. It's against the law. Where in Serbia, there's no danger oh, no. necessarily. No, 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 no. That's, China, they would be, uh, are they? China, you would probably get beaten and it's it's illegal, etc. It. I don't know if there's a law against water baptism. It's just that they're trying to crush the preaching right. of the gospel and the gathering of believers together. So 
You know, you put that in there. And somewhere. then in Vietnam, how is it there? Is it Vietnam? It depends on the in the cities, in the region, and who's the police chief is in a certain area. Okay, right. And some areas it's fine, other areas it's not. Right. So it gets, and and finally, I remember you had shared a story about. Um, in Vietnam, a pastor who had gained permission to go into the prisons, and this goes along with the unique ways that they baptize, yeah. and the prisoners accepted Christ and wanted to be baptized, and the only they, way they could do it was with a hose. Oh, so yeah. they had them— Yeah, they like, sprayed them down. They sprayed them down <laughs> they with sprayed a hose. Them down. You know, there's various forms over here of baptism. Um, you you get some people that don't believe in baptism at all in their in their church doctrine, etc. Then you've got the sprinklers. Then you've got the pourers. They pour water over you. Then you got the dunkers, uh, where it's complete immersion, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. etc. So there's all sorts of different forms. I've asked them about this overseas, as far as the forms, and they said, "Oh, we just use water. Our form is water." <laughs> and and they said it depends upon the situation, the time we've got, and everything right. like that. So he says we don't even really think of that, and that mm-hmm. is most of the churches around the world. Okay, well, this was great. I I honestly feel like we could probably talk about this a lot longer, um, and maybe we'll revisit it in the future. But thanks a lot, guys.